0: Bismillah ar rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen, wa hamadu rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, tasliman kathiran kathira. Amma ba'du. My brothers and sisters, make a note of this. There is a very good book that I want you to read. I read this many years ago and it's an excellent book. It's written by a guy called Robert kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki and it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And Robert Kiyosaki talks about, he says people how people how children of wealthy people are brought up differently from children of poor people. And he does he says that has nothing to do with the luxury and so on. it's not that the wealthy, Person's son or daughter only travels in a Mercedes, and the poor ones on a cycle. He says it's the way of thinking. It is the way of thinking. There is a poor thinking. There is a poor man thinking, and there is a wealthy man thinking. A man, man is man and more. What's the difference? What is the difference? Robert Kiyosaki says the difference is in the way. These two think about money. The poor thinking or the poor man or the poor woman's thinking is we earn some money and we spend that money. That is their thinking. So if I want to spend more, if I want to buy something more, then I have to first earn more money and then I will spend that money. That right? so is a zero-sum game. You earn so much money, you earn, you spend it. And then some of them fall into the debt trap, so then they, they can't earn as much as they need to spend, so they borrow money and now they are in a spin. The rich thinking, what he calls the rich man's thinking, he said he does not talk about earning money and spending money, he talks about earning money and making that money earn for you, making the money work for you. He's not talking about spending it. He says, make the money work for you. So he says, rich people are people who don't have one source of income. They have many sources of income. And how do they have many sources of income? Because they don't spend on stuff. They won't buy an expensive car. They won't buy stuff in the house and this and that. They will do things which will make that money earn more money for them. And that's how they get wealthy. Not by working harder. Now why am I telling you that in this Khatira of Islam after <laughs> in the Masjid? Huh? Of course that's my job, I teach people how to make money so that's a different issue. But my point is, the reason I'm telling you that here is because this is also life, this is also Islam, this is also our akhirah. Because everything that we do has two outcomes, there is an outcome in this life, in this dunya. And there is an outcome in the Akhirah, right? Everything, you name it, it has two outcomes. There is an outcome in this life, in this dunya, and there is an outcome in the Akhirah. If I smile at you, I'm smiling. Marina, i smiling at you. So outcome in the dunya is what? He's my friend. So he says, oh, you know, he smiled at me, he's my friend. I like him. What is the outcome in the Akhirah? both of us now got one sadaka each because Asura said smile is charity, smile is sadaqa outcome in the akhirah let me give you another one you got a shop and you are selling stuff in the shop right now you make a million dollars a month in the shop and then one day you drop dead now what What are the two outcomes? When you are selling a million dollars, your revenue is a million dollars a month in that shop. What are the two outcomes? Yes. Two outcomes, what are the two outcomes? Kids are going to get money. Okay, no, no, two outcomes. One in the dunya, one in the akhira. What are the two outcomes? Yeah, we will move in. One outcome is the million dollars a month, right? That's an outcome you use, that's your revenue, So that's a million dollars. What is the second outcome? The second outcome is how you earn that million dollars a month. If that million dollars a month from your shop came from selling halal stuff, that is posted for you in your balance sheet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it came from selling haram stuff, that is also posted for you in your balance sheet with Allah Taala. So when you die, this million dollars remains here. That's what your kids fight over. eh? Hopefully they won't, but that's that's how attorneys live, right? But what do you take away with you? It's not the million dollars, it's how you earn the million dollars. What did you do with that million dollars? How you earned it? How you spent it? That goes with you. That 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 doesn't remain. What remains here is the amount. What goes with you is how you earned it, where you spent it. Now the reason I told you about this book and the reason I am telling you this is because to close the loop. If you want to be wealthy, whether it's in the dunya or the akhira, we have to think about what is my approach, what is my attitude. Am I focused on the akhira or am I focused on the dunya? And remember, in Islam it is not either or, right? You can be focused on the dunya making billions and at the same time build Jannatul Firdaus for yourself. Islam does not prevent you from making money, no. Rasulullah s.a.w. said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prefers the one with the upper hand to the one with the lower hand. The one who is able to give is preferable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the one who is begging. So nothing wrong. Question is how do you make this money? Do you make the money by halal means or haram means? Do you spend it in halal ways or haram ways? Both are there, both are there. You are free. Nobody can stop you. Allah will not stop you. And if, you go buy, if you go buy a bottle of whiskey, what do you think will happen? You will get paralyzed. No, nothing will happen. You buy the bottle of Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen here in this world. But in the account now, so attitude, so think about that in the dunya. Think about this as far as you are, you know, you are young guys coming up in life. Don't just take money and spend it. No. I remember in South Africa, I, I consult with uh, business families, and I consult with the promoter groups, so I, actual business owners. So one one uh, business family in South Africa, uh, their uh, business is probably around four billion worth, about four, 4 billion uh, capitalization. Market cap. So, I was speaking to they have several sons. So, one of them looked very, you know, down in the, in the mouth. So I said, What happened? Why, why are you feeling sad? He said, No, you know, I, my dad doesn't give me anything and this and that. So, I said, What, what's the problem? Uh, he wanted a, in those days, he wanted a BMW X5, right? So, he said, I want an X5 and my dad is, I said, Okay, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll do a deal with you, right? I said, I will get you an X5. I will speak to your dad and tell you, tell him to give you the money to buy an X5. But I want you to do something. He said, what? I said, I want you to take that money for an X5. Buy, instead of the X5, buy a Toyota uh, Corolla or a Honda Civic, right? The rest of the money, invest it. He was groaning and moaning, saying, my father does not let me, give me authority, he won't let me run the company, he won't do this, he won't do that. And then this talk of X5 came in. So I said, "I'll. I'll this is my solution. I, I'll get you the money for the X5. Buy a Honda Civic or buy a Toyota Corolla, not a Camry, Toyota Corolla. And uh, then the rest of the money, I said, invest it, grow it, buy an X5 and give it to your dad for his birthday. Go and give him the key to the X5 and I said, I'll guarantee you, your dad will take that key in his right hand and put it in his pocket and he will put his hand in his pocket and take out the keys for the shop and give it to you. I said, I guarantee for you. You're saying your dad will not let you run the business. This is how you tell, you get your dad to let you run the business. Show him that you can do something, show him that you can make money, show him that you have value for wealth by growing the wealth. I said, just now you are a parasite. I mean, you are asking him for money. Seriously, you are a parasite, man. Any adult, especially the boys, if you ask your father for money, you are a parasite. Period. You are a beggar. You want me to give my business to a beggar? Sorry. I mean, all you can do is beg me, give me a car, give me this, give me that, give me that. Sure, give me that. That's it. You are not getting anything more because you are a beggar. Who wants to give the business to a beggar? Not me. You show me you can run that business. I'll give you that business to you in one minute. So I said, do this. I'll get you the money. Buy a smaller car. Grow the money. Go and give it to your dad. Dad, this is my gift to you. What is that? X5. How did it happen? No, you gave me the money. This is what I did, what I did with money. I grew the money. Now, can I please have authority in the business? I said, I'll, I said, I'll guarantee Your father will give you the business. Go run it, and that is what we need to do with our akhirah. Everything we do in our life, think about as I told you, two outcomes. What is the outcome of it in this life? What is the equal, automatic outcome? What same thing? One is happening here, one is happening there. Focus on that one I say, when I stand before Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, what am I bringing there with you, with me? Because whatever is here, ma'indakum yanfado, Indallahi, baq. What is with you will perish. What is with you will remain here. What is with you will not. They, they will take away. Like today, we did a janaza here, right? I don't know if any of the people who are there for the janaza who I don't see anybody here. But you know the story for everybody. Same, same, same story. What goes with you? Nothing. You go naked, wrapped in one piece of cloth. Everything remains here. But what goes with us is how we got it. How did we earn it? How did we spend our time? What were our relationships? This goes with us. Focus on that. And whatever we do in this world... Think about how is this going to look before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By all means, enjoy yourself. Nothing wrong. Enjoy yourself, but do what is halal. What Rasulullah said is haram is haram. Please understand this very clearly. Right? I don't make the rules. I don't break the rules. You don't like the rule? Talk to the one who made the rule. Don't talk to me. Yeah? I didn't make the rule. Allah made the rule. You tell Allah about it. My job is to only tell you, It's not my job to convince you. Don't be convinced. No problem. But the rule is the rule. What Allah made halal is halal. What Allah made haram is haram. Nobody can change that. You like it, you don't like it. That's how it is. Period. By all means, enjoy yourself. Have a grand time. Have fun. No problem. Make sure you do that in the right ways. And while you are having fun, you are also building up your balance sheet with Allah Subhanahu No problem. We have limited time and the beauty of our limited time is we don't even know how much that is. We do not know how much that is. So let us spend that, maximize that. Maximize the value of that time by spending it in ways which earn for us results which are everlasting. What is here will finish. What is there is everlasting. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalla, to enable us to focus on that which pleases Him and to keep us safe from that which does not please Him. Because before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what, the only thing which counts is whether we please Allah or not. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live lives which please Him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to be pleased with us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover us in his mer- with His mercy to and His forgiveness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and our faults. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us safe from everything which displeases Him.